One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion with me, Jilly Smith. This week we're looking more closely at that Parmesan story from Compassion and World Farming, which revealed that the cows in the Parmigiano-Reggiano area of Italy almost never see the light of day. Now the report has been met with shock across the food industry, including London's Michelin-starred Italian restaurant Locanda Locatelli, where, as Giorgio Locatelli told me, it made its way right into the kitchen. One of the boys brought it up, you know, Denise from the area himself, and says, you know, there was this report that Paris is very damaging... And so we start to look into that and we just dig it out straight away because it's very valuable on the net. Yeah. Were you aware of the animal welfare? No. I wasn't aware of the fact that the animal could be put under such a strain regime and making milk and, and utilise his body in that way. I thought that was very inhumane. I didn't realise that. Do you know if your cows are grazed on grass at all? Well, I guess then, you know, yes, we are at the top of the this diamond, the, the last little point. And so our quantity are so relatively small that, you know, we depends on our importer. Yes. And, you know, yes, of course, we know that our importer will purchase to, for the highest quality, also to the British standard and to the European standard. Yeah. But, you know, still there is some uh, misunderstanding. It's, there. And it's a worry, and it's not sorted for you yet. You know, we looked into some other cheeses to use, so we, could, we can use some other cheeses in what we're doing. But, you know, Parmigiano Reggiano has a very special flavour, and of course it's, it's the manipulation and also the quality of the milk. I thought that the quality of the milk was more important. I really believed in the milk it to be of a very high nutritional value. I cannot see how that milk has any nutritional value if the animal is so stressed. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult. So you presumably you talked to your your distributor, you talked yeah. to your importer, and, and what was the response? Yeah, the res- they were very alarmed. You know, they're very alarmed, and then we say, you know, the one that we can swear on is the one who come from Trentino Alto Adige because we we've been there in their farm where they make the milk, where they use the cheese. The, the milk to make the cheese from that and the, they grazing you know so that's we can put, swear put our hand on that but in the other one he says it's very difficult it's very difficult also if there is traceability because through the numbers of, of the locks and everything but it's just the demand has been very very high we can only put pressure and show our dislike of the produce that is not done in the right way and you know usually anybody won't stock anything that nobody buys you don't buy yes you know, if it's producing that way yeah there is a problem with that and it needs to be sorted out it needs to be sorted out they can they can sort it out I'm sure. now we talked to ceo of compassion in world farming philip limbury last week and asked the supermarkets what they thought well now we want to know what supermarkets commitment to high welfare standards really are when there's a very different interpretation of what that means in parmesan production 
I went to Wayhurst Farm in West Sussex to meet Rob Bookham, who makes the award-winning Sussex Charmer, which describes itself as a cheddar with a zing of parmesan, as well as Twynham Grange, a vegetarian parmesan-style hard cheese made in Italy. I found him giving rape meal and crushed wheat to his calves and asked him why they seemed so happy about it. They have this as a, a meal, as you look down, they're actually eating very nicely. Mm-hmm. They've also got, if you look over the further, further side, most of their feed is actually grass. We've got silage and a self-feed clamp. Yeah. So we, we, we basically preserve the grass, protect, we cut the grass twice a year, and um, we put it in big clamps, mm-hmm. and then they're free to graze that with a strip grazing. Um, they're free to get that 24 hours a day. Oh, okay. so, so that's their main themselves. food. This is this is something just to give them a bit of a boost to you know, give them a bit more, get, you know, keep them healthy. Give basically. It's yes, it, it is. It is. This yeah. is like this is basically like their cake. <laughs> yeah. So that's their main meal over there, and this is really their cake. Right. Now these are the girls. These are the girls. These are uh, the girls. What happens to the boys? So the boys, um, we all the boys are sold, um, and um, they leave the farm, um, and uh, a majority of those will go for veal. Um, and which most of us think, oh my God, veal crates and the whole sort of live animal transports and bits and pieces. Veal now is actually a, um, well sought after yeah. in this country. Um, and, and the crates are illegal. And the uh, crates are illegal, um, certainly in this country. Um, and uh, it's all deep litter. And the thing which is really important to say is, is farmers would only make money out of their cattle if they are being kept in good husbandry. Mm. Yeah, so you can only make money if you've got happy cows. It just makes sense from a whole financial point of view. In this country. In this country. Because we love uh, animals, we we really believe in animal sentience, and we will go out of our way to find animal, uh, to to find meat that has a high welfare. Definitely. definitely. So it makes sense increasingly for, not just for farmers, but also for chefs in restaurants, to buy good meat. Absolutely. Absolutely. So these calves, they've been taken away from their mothers at... A, a very young age. Yep, so. they are. So they're given the first lot of cholesterol so from the from the from the mother, um, which has got all the antibodies, these bits and pieces. Um, the cows, the mothers themselves, are a herd animal, so they really want to be with the herd. So so you'll find quite a lot of time they'll actually have their calf, leave their calf, and go and disappear off with the herd. So they don't have the same um, psyche as we as humans would do. Um, you do get suckler beef cattle. And they will keep their keep their calves until they they wean off and bits and pieces. It's a different type of cow to the the dairy cow. The dairy cow actually produces far much much more milk than the calf will be able to drink. So actually, if you left the calf on a on a cow in a field, um, that calf wouldn't be able to drink as much milk as the milk as the cow is producing, and therefore will then start getting mastitis and start being very uncomfortable. And we don't want antibiotics given. No, nope, we the don't. Cows. We don't. We don't. So we yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. And Tell me the in the psyche of a suckler cow yep. and a dairy cow? Um, there is there is nothing, yeah, so they're all cows at the end of the day, yeah. so they are cows. But why um, does one want to be with its calf and, and the other not? Um, I think it's probably just uh, genetics, I don't know. Um, basically, yeah, one of the things people always say, oh my God, you, know, you take the calves off way so early. What one has to do in farming is balance what is commercially viable with that of what is what is which is right. What we wouldn't do in farming is do anything that is actually detrimental to the cow, because if you get a cow that's then really depressed, it won't produce milk, it won't produce things, it'll become ill. And that's real, isn't it? It is, so it is. In it terms is. of animal sentience, there's no question mm-hmm. about you've got to have a happy cow in yeah, order to absolutely. increase production. Yeah, absolutely. You really, really, really do. You'll only get the best yield, the best quality, and, the, and, and a healthy cow 
Yeah, the cow is happy. Do you play it on Radio 4? Uh, well, we don't, actually, no. <laughs> six music. Yeah, I can yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, right, we'll try that, we'll try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does a farmer who gives his cows cake and is considering playing them six music deal with the culture clash between British and Italian attitudes to welfare? When it comes to business, they have a different different way of, of producing milk in, in Italy. They have a much more intensive system than we do. Um, what does that mean for the cow? For the cow, they tend to be indoors a lot more than they are out here. So that you do, if you drive around Italy, if you drive around the Parmigiano-Reggiano regions, for instance, you won't see cows out in the That's field. Right. You will not see them out in the field. So they are much more intensive um, in, indoors. We would only use milk from cows which are have access to outside. So they have to have access. And that, unfortunately, what does that mean? So they would be able to, like here, we have buildings, mm-hmm. they're indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have lots of cows which are just indoors. Mm-hmm. They're never allowed to come outside at all. Yeah. Yep, so they're not allowed to come. They don't have free grazing silage. For instance, Parmigiano-Reggiano, you can't feed silage. So they're not allowed to come out so they like this and they eat silage. Mm-hmm. They'll have hay, yeah. and the hay's put indoors for them and bits and pieces, yeah. but they just stay indoors the whole time. So they can't exercise they can't move around they can't display their normal sort of bits and pieces so they're, they're, they're they can't so, be cows they can't be cows so so in those situations with the extreme situations yeah they won't be very happy cows they mm. won't be producing very good milk mm. they'll be ill but for the consumer mm-hmm. again the question to ask the supermarket is do the cows graze on grass absolutely yeah are they outside cows are they happy cows are they welfare assured and that's something again as farmers you know the farming industry doesn't get across to the public everyone thinks they're just awful yeah just money grabbing and you you wouldn't do this you wouldn't do this 365 days a year yeah getting out in the middle of the night if you didn't care for your animals and and that's what we've got that's a message we've got to try and get across I also spoke to John Elliott of the Ham and Cheese Company in Bermondsey, who sells Italian meats and cheeses to restaurants. And he buys from the same consortium that controls all the parmesan coming out of Italy. But compared to the dairies producing the 150 wheels a day, which we buy in the supermarkets, he gets his from a much smaller dairy. He says that it's a cultural issue, which we have to understand if we want to eat Italian products. Italian producers that we work with um, will look after the animal because they know that that is the way to get the best tasting meat. So animal welfare is, it comes from a slightly different angle. They're not, they're not concerned about the feelings of the animal. They are, um, they are harking back to, a, to, a, to a, another age, if you, if you like, where animal was there to, to serve man, domesticated animal was there to serve man. They all have butchers, they all serve their local community, and they're local, in Italy, a local community of shoppers are very discerning, and if you're not on your game, then, then everyone's gonna know about it, and you will fail as a, as a butcher's. For a big, you know, like a super, supermarket needs to, be able to, needs to be able to have an established um, yeah, supply, needs to have a product that is consistent. Parmesan that we work with is, is a small dairy, and they're, the standard is very, very high, and sometimes it's, sometimes you get off days, and it's not so not so amazing. But it, it's a it's a very different product to the to the 150 wheel a day dairy that produces this standardised product that is derived from the standardised feed mm. that 
cows aren't supposed to be eating grain. They're supposed no. to be eating, they're supposed to be grass. But they can fed. only do that if they're kept inside in these intensive farms. If they're kept inside in intensive farms, and it also means that you have a standardised product. You yeah. have this a dairy that produces 150 wheels a day can produce this standard cheese that that is what people think of as Parmesan. Mm. And so a dairy that produces three wheels a, a day. People don't aren't ready to accept that that Parmesan can be different. That can that there can be diversity within this this kind of this named cheese, and so these smaller dairies aren't able to charge more money for their cheese because in Italy and in in the world in general, people won't pay extra for for the good stuff. We retail and we've got an online shop, and so people that that know their stuff will buy their Parmesan from us. Our Parmesan is made. Um, there it's it's a private dairy they have four different milk producers each different milk producer is in a different environment so one of the dairies is up in the mountains um the the animals are fed are fed more grass the animals have got open stalls okay that's as good as it gets okay. the animals when they're not lactating they're out on on grass okay. that's as good as it gets but it doesn't get any better than that your point really is that the italians are going to be looking after that animal as long as it ends up as the best tasting product that they can possibly produce so that means that every single part of that journey from mm. pasture to plate mm. is really cared for what about the trip to the abattoir uh, one of our sort of favorite producers is a tuscan um, butcher who he drives the animals to the abattoir him, himself because he wants to ensure that that journey and it's not a very long journey and, uh, and actually a few of the people who have slaughter at the back of their shop they're still allowed to do that but he drives um, the pigs to, to slaughter and he ensures that he's going slowly to, to slaughter because he doesn't want his animals to be physically stressed it's not mental um, stress it's a physical stress it's like if you had, if you were in a bus, um, standing up for ten hours, going around corners, your your muscles the next day will be will be sore. So, and obviously, adrenaline has a has an impact on flavour as well. But it's mostly that. It's mostly the sort of physical stress. David Toscano has just opened his second Chin Chin restaurant in Brighton, serving stunning Italian-style dishes made from the best Italian ingredients he can find. And he knows that it's not just the food and farming industry who read that Compassion in World Farming report but his customers too. It's a difficult subject for us to deal with at the moment. Um, and it's obviously an, a particular challenge, both for us because it's very central to the cuisine that we're serving, but also because we're a very small player in, in a very large market. We don't own our own farms. We don't own our own um, factories. So mm-hmm. for us, there, there are two main things that we can do. First and foremost, we can speak directly with our uh, and explicitly with our suppliers about how important it is to know um, how and where uh, products are being sourced um, and just making very clear that our, our, our customers want and actually expect that and, and the second thing is actually the customers themselves. Customers these days are, are in fact probably just as well if not better um, informed than us about these issues and the way that we run our restaurants is that we have a very direct style of um, service. Um, every, all the food that we produce and serve is on show. Um, we have a very open style of service so that you can see exactly what we're doing and how we do it and um, that has a, a it creates a, a communication a conversation about um, what it is that we we do and how important it is for customers to know where it comes from but I can look at your parmesan or your parma ham or any of your 
yeah. meats and cheeses. It can look gorgeous, it can taste gorgeous, but I really wouldn't be able to know unless you tell me exactly where it came from. Exactly. We seek out small holding products from different suppliers so that we can cherry pick the yeah. best for what our, yeah. our customers want. We are not what you would term capital A authentic Italian. So yes, we do seek out and chase um, high quality cured meats and cheeses for our antipasti um, sections of the restaurant. But then the actual ingredients that we use day in, day out for our um, small plates, pastas, desserts, our philosophy on how we build those dishes are we focus on local seasonal ingredients and we build an Italian dish around that. So we are not forever buying everything from um, from Italy. So we've already started looking at um, British charcuterie. Now that we've got a second restaurant, we have a bit more um, exposure to and buying power for um, for supplies. So we can start looking at that this year and we'd love to be able to stop um, local charcuterie here in Sussex. Thanks for listening you know, to Delicious Magazine's Extra Portion. You can find out much more about all things delicious at the website deliciousmagazine.co.uk. And while you're there, do subscribe and get every podcast delivered free to your podcast app. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.